Welcome to Mama Maria's podcast. Why is it named Mama Maria's? Because we are both mamas and we are both named Maria. We also each have a beautiful teenage daughter who has special needs. We want to share our stories, experiences, and successes with all of you to hopefully provide you with encouragement and hope, as well as to let you know you are not alone. Let us begin by saying that we are not lawyers, healthcare providers, licensed counselors, or teachers, but we do understand the various aspects of being a parent to a child with special needs and hope that our background will offer you knowledge and support. Our podcast is supported by the Association for Special Children and Families, which is a not-for-profit family support organization of professionals and parents who have children with any type of disability. You can learn more about them by visiting their website at ASCFamily.org. We encourage you to email us with comments or suggestions for additional podcasts at Podcast at ASCFamily.org. I am excited to announce that we have a new Instagram page at Mama Maria's Podcast. Please follow us there to get information or news about our future episodes. Hi, Maria. How are you tonight? Good, Maria. How's it going? How's everything? Doing well, thank you. Keeping busy. Really excited about our guest tonight. Yes, and I'm going to read her bio. Hillary Freeman is the founding partner of Freeman Law Offices. She is deeply committed to her work representing people with special needs and their families. She has experience representing clients in special education and Section 504 issues, higher education issues, including accommodations on high-stakes testing and graduate school admissions tests, guardianship matters, estate planning, and adult services. She was named a rising star by Super Lawyers and Magazine from 2013 to 2018. She has been honored with the Robin Sims Trailblazer Award in 2015 and has presented at the United Nations for World Autism Awareness Day. She practices in both Pennsylvania and New Jersey. Ms. Freeman is a member of the Council of Parent and Attorney Advocates, and she has been awarded the Community Partnership Award from the Family Resource Network and Family Support Center of New Jersey. She is the former vice president of the Learning Disabilities Association of New Jersey, the member of ASCEND, Asperger and Autism Alliance for Greater Philadelphia. She is on the executive board from 2010 to the present. She's also part of the Learning Disabilities Association of New Jersey, on the Professional Advisory Board from 2009 to 2012. She's a member of the Quest Autism Programs Human Rights Committee from 2009 to 2010. And she's a member of the International Dyslexia Association from 2006 to the present. She's also a member of COSAC Autism New Jersey from 2005 to the present. Well, I'm glad you had that all written down, Maria, because that is some resume, Hillary. (laughs) Congratulations on uh, all of the awards and recognitions you received. Yeah. And I also want to say that Hillary is an amazing public speaker, and that's how I've come to know her many, many years ago. Um, So I I would definitely recommend you check out the links in our show notes um, to, 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 to listen to what she has to say. And it is my pleasure and honor to welcome Hillary Freeman to the podcast. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. And as we often do when we have guests on the, the, or I should say we always do when we have guests on our podcast, the individuals have direct experience with a family member who has a special need of some sort. And so Hillary's going to tell us a little bit today about her brother. 
So my brother is 50 years old. It's hard to imagine that he is, um, he has grown up so quickly, but he is 50 <laughs> years old. Um, he was diagnosed with autism at around three years old. Um, cognitively, he is, as far as we know, he's about a, probably a three-year-old, but I, you know, I, I have reason to believe that, you know, he might have a lot more knowledge than we expect. We just don't know how to get it out of him. Um, mm -hmm. But that said, um, he's obsessed with Sesame Street. Um, so uh -huh. I know every single Sesame Street skit uh, <laughs> because that's how we communicate. Um, and he is, you know, he's adorable. I know everybody's going to say that about their own family member, but I'm, I'm right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> um, and he is, he's, he lives in a supervised apartment in New Jersey. Um, and he's lived in a group home and then he moved into a supervised apartment. Um, he's, since he was 21, he was placed then. And then he, he has been in two or three different placements since then. Um, and he's doing great. He's really doing great. That's wonderful. I'm happy to hear that for you and for him. Great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm just curious, Hillary, um, because I think of this with my own, um, I have three children and I think of my daughter who has disabilities and I think about her, her siblings and I think about, uh, how they feel growing up with a sibling with a, with a, with a disability. Can you tell me your first memory of realizing that, that your brother was different or that he had a disability? Well, my I was my brother's older than me, so he's really. I mean, we I have an older sister too, um, so I'm the youngest. So I come up with come in with the experience of this is all I knew. Um, so yeah. uh, he has always had special needs, according to you know, as for my entire life. Um, I think what I can say is that it was that he was. In my family, I mean, he, he's accepted and we, we just love him to pieces. Um, and But my first experience that was, I would say, different from other people was that um, when I had a friend come over, and I'll never forget this, when I had a friend come over um, who slept over and she refused to give him a vitamin, I asked her to give him a vitamin to help me out on something. And she was very uncomfortable giving touching him because he looked so different. And I think that that was the first moment and probably, and I, I mean, it, it was a long time ago and I'm still thinking about that. So I think I had a very hard time when, uh, with, with that, but overall, um, growing, having grown in, grown up with him as, you know, I, I think it come out, come with a unique experience and that I don't look at him as somebody that came into our family that took the attention away from, you know, took my parents' attention away from us um that's it's it was just something that we were brought up with that makes sense yeah absolutely yeah. Mm -hmm. how old was your friend when that event happened we were in second grade oh wow so what yeah, is that about so... seven eight yeah yeah, yeah. seven mm -hmm. and that was your first experience realizing that there might be something different about your brother that you didn't realize well, that was the, that was the, my first experience where I, you know, where I recognized that I was going to stand out with my friends with respect to it. My brother was always different from, I mean, I was, I was always considered older than him cognitively from when I was born. So when, as soon as I could start talking, I could tell him what to do mm. and he would listen to me. So I was, it, it's, he, he looks different. He acts different. He's, he's somewhat he's somewhat verbal, very, very limited verbal skills. So it was pretty easy to tell right very early on that he was different. Mm. So, so I'm just curious, uh, Hillary. So after that being seven years old, did you 
start to notice the world around you uh, and how they approached your brother, uh, like like you know the um, the story that 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 most kids have. You know, they have um, I think it's called sip shops in New Jersey, mm-hmm. where they um, where siblings can go and talk about their um, their experiences with their um, sibling who has a disability. But um, did you notice the stairs, or or did that really, or did you just ignore them? After that, I mean, could you tell us a little bit about those memories? Yeah, I I always noticed the stairs. I don't think I had people, friends come over as much because I didn't know how he would react. Um, and I didn't know how they would react to him. So we, I, I think we, I had my close friends come over and I stuck with the same people who I knew would accept him um, and be, and feel as comfortable as possible. Um, but so I, I think I kept my friend group small and I, with the ones that I felt confident with. Because um, it was emotionally safe. Yes. Yeah. That's actually the first time I'm realizing this. So. <laughs> oh, wow. Well. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we do on the, on this podcast. We kind of get everybody's emotions out. We're like, we're so sorry. <laughs> no, I welcome it. Thank you. It's, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's actually a very healthy thing to come to terms with something like that because, you know, we've had discussions about our own experiences. And I think I even mentioned this on the pod, one of our podcasts, how I had my daughter of, of all places at Sesame Place. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was thinking, gee, have you ever brought your brother there? Um, but I remember a little two-year-old, maybe even younger, came over to me and she said, what's wrong with her? Mm-hmm. And I didn't think, you know, I knew there was a problem. I knew my daughter had mm-hmm. a disability, but I was like, there's nothing wrong with her. So I looked at this little child and I said, nothing. Now go away. <laughs> <laughs> and I had to fight the tears because that was that's when I realized, wow, she must really look different to the rest of the world because here's a baby. Mm-hmm asking me. And I had to then protect myself. And I felt terrible for responding to this little child that way. And I, you know, I prayed about it and I'm like, God, I'm so sorry. But I had to protect my emotions. I had to be emotionally safe. And from that point on, I learned how to control it, but it's, it's important to recognize that and it helps you to heal. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, and it's interesting. Your, your, your profession is a defender of of yes, mankind. <laughs> yes, uh, we advocate. I, yes, I'm a special needs attorney, so we advocate for individuals with special needs across their lifespan. Um, and so, from the school district to adult services, uh, we do guardianships and estate planning, all for people with special needs. And uh, it's, you know, it's. I think it comes from. I mean, I, I certainly got involved in this because of my brother. Um, my mother happened to have been a social worker on the child study team, so she and she always considered herself to be an advocate for students. And she got in fights with her boss frequently um, mm-hmm. because she was an advocate for students with special needs. Um, so we. Uh, so I certainly got involved in it from from that standpoint, and I think it comes from just between the two, my mother and my brother always. I hate to say this, but we're always fighting the system. There's there's often an obstacle in our way. So I we try to anticipate those obstacles and plan accordingly, right? So yeah, and I'm not just talking about it from a legal perspective. It's I, I mean, from a personal perspective, you know, my brother, we have to set he's he has he's challenging. I mean, he is when he's cute and friendly and in a good mood, life is fantastic, right? Um, but if 
you know, there's food that he wants, he will, he will take it from us and he will finish it before we get a chance to finish it. Um, we, you know, we grew up with playing football with Cheez-Its and mayonnaise, you know, it's, you know, he would try to get it from us and we would have to do a back pass behind her back <laughs> to get to switch to have somebody else take it and run in the other room and hide it. I, uh-huh. And we're still doing that. So we, so we started to learn that and we, we grew up with three refrigerators in our house because the first refrigerator is the food that he has access to that the, the refrigerator in the garage was food that we hoped that he wouldn't get to, but it was okay if he did. And then the refrigerator in the basement was absolutely off limits. <laughs> so, oh, wow. so we, we, we were always thinking six steps ahead and trying yeah. to alleviate the behaviors, right? Um, and I think I do that in my job too. I mean, we're, we're always trying to plan to alleviate the obstacles. Um, and there are lots of obstacles that are placed in our way. And fortunately there are ways of getting around it. It's, it's frustrating at the time, but, um, that's, that's how we get around that. But I love trying to get to overcome that because when you see the other side of it, um, and you see that students can be successful when the right supports are in place. You know, it's it's amazing. It's it's yeah. truly amazing to watch. Um, so I've gotten involved in it. I've gotten involved in it that way, um, and it's just been it's just been such a great ride. Frustrating, uh-huh. certainly, but a great ride. Mm-hmm. Hillary, have you had to use your legal expertise for your brother's sake? Yes. I have, um, not with the school district, um, but with the, with the state, um, with, with the adult services, um, we've had to make sure that there are supports uh, that were, there, there were rights, the right supports in place for him. Um, I mean, there are different, he's had various medical issues and we've had to enhance his supports at various times. Um, so we've had to, I've had to, um, work with the state to make sure he gets the right services and we, and work to increase his budget so he can get the right services. And do you feel that, or when you've done that, do you feel that you've had a different emotional response than you might for, um, an everyday client? Yes. I'm not nearly as professional. (laughs) (laughs) So so the emotional part. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Which a lot of our listeners can relate to that. That's for sure. And, and, and by the way, this is our first sibling story. We usually Mm -hmm. have parents and guardians and caregivers come on and, um, and dads. And this is very interesting to me. Um, yeah, I, lo- I love to hear the sibling part because mm-hmm. I have an older daughter. I have my younger daughter who's 17 now. Uh, she has cerebral palsy and my older daughter's 21. So mm-hmm. it's the, the dynamic slightly different because she's older and you're younger. But I, I always like to hear sibling stories and uh, just the emotions behind it and how you coped. Mm-hmm. And as you said, some of your experiences with friends, it's it's interesting to hear and kind of compare notes mentally. Yeah. yeah. And one thing I'm curious about, because I because I have gone through this with my own children a little bit, not too much, but a little bit is, did you ever feel, um, that, that, that life was unfair for your family or for you personally, or that just never crossed your mind? I can't say, no, I I can't say that it was, I know my parents certainly felt that way. Um, when they were, you know, when they were getting into retirement age and, and their kids and other, they're watching their family's kids move out of the house and become independent. 
Um, and they are, my parents are still involved in my brother's life and still having to advocate for him. So I know from that perspective, they feel that way. Um, I've never felt that it was unfair for our family. I have felt frustrated at our experiences. Um, you know, but I can't say that I felt at a disadvantage you know, from having a brother with autism, my, my parents did a really good job at raising us to make us all feel important. Uh, you know, with the support of my, my grandparents and my aunt was very involved in our, has been always very involved in our lives. So nice. they did a very good job at balancing and making sure we That's all awesome. got attention. Hmm. Um, but it's, it's just, you know, it's, I have, I just have such fun memories of my brother growing up. So, so I, you know, I, I just got mad at everybody else who didn't see the, see the nice, the wonderful qualities that he has. Mm. Oh, that's beautiful. Did you yeah. ever take advantage of any of those types of courses, like the sib shops when you were a kid? It didn't exist when, oh. we were, when I was a kid. Mm. Oh, um, wow. That's yeah. There, there are a lot of new developments that I really wish I had when I was a kid. Yeah. Um, but we didn't, that didn't exist. What, I do remember, it's actually a funny, somewhat of a funny story. When my mother um, put us in, put me, she said I had to go to a therapist when I was mm. younger because she assumed that because I have a sibling with a disability that I must need to talk about it. Um, and so oh, I that's went interesting. Into, <laughs> <laughs> I went into the therapist and I had no idea why I was there. <laughs> and mm-hmm. He was asking me questions about you know, trying to figure out whether I was depressed. And I, I, I really had no idea why I was there. Um, and wow. I never went back. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> wonderful. That's a, that's a great, I mean, I, I, I'm overjoyed by that, to be honest. Yeah. Um, because I, well, I, I sometimes, I think I make a bigger deal than my yeah. kids do. Yeah. And yeah. I, but that's and you're the just making me worker. realize that. That's the social worker in your mom doing yes. the job. <laughs> Maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, and I have to say, counseling and therapy is the best thing in the world. Um, but, if you really need but, it, if you need it. When I, when, but when I was, you know, five or six, I had no idea why I was there. So. Yeah. That's a great so story. So thanks, mom, but no thanks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, You'd be surprised that you know, even with your kids and your um, your neurotypically developing siblings, I you know, I think that you'd be surprised at how probably little they they remember um growing up i mean c- certain things will certainly stand out right uh, but but what seems like a lifetime for you um as an adult who's watching everything and going through it siblings it, it, that goes into that's very short it, it turns into a very short memory that can i mean i'm not going to say that it's not, not important to address but you would be surprised at what what memories they have um and they recall because it's it's going to be a very different experience and for me what you're going through yeah well you know it's interesting because earlier you mentioned that there's all these various struggles that everybody has and then you're also talking about different memories and i think that this is true to everyone whether you have a special needs family member or not we're all going to have struggles that we have to get through and try to learn from and grow from. And we're all going to have memories that are positive and negative and help hopefully develop our characters. So whether or not we have a special needs relative, it's kind of irrelevant, really. I agree completely. I think that really accurately summarizes what I was saying. Yeah. Because yeah. It really, it's true. They're very true. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to 
end this uh, portion of our interview because we have part two coming up. Um, but I'm going to end it with this question. What what has your or what has been the greatest uh, gift or lesson that your brother has taught you? Just appreciate the moments that you have. Mm. Um, because he's very happy in most circumstances and life is very simple and we don't have to make things as complex as they are. Yeah, so true. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Hillary. Thank you Thank so you much, Hillary. Much. Really appreciate your being with us. We would love to hear from you with suggestions for additional podcasts or comments about how our discussions are impacting your life. Feel free to email us at podcast at ascfamily.org. If you've appreciated and enjoyed what you have heard, please rate and review Mama Maria's because it helps us reach more listeners who will hopefully benefit from our podcast. We're so glad you're with us and that you want to be part of our lives because we want to be part of yours. Thank you for listening.